Howdy, I'm business and executive success coach James Ward, and this is 3 Lesson Tuesday, a podcast where we use the power of story as a lens to explore real-world lessons and truth that we can implement into our business and into our lives. On today's episode, we are exploring an old fable called The Devil's Best Tool, and we're going to use it as a lens for seeing how doubt and discouragement impacts our world. As you listen, I challenge you to pay attention to anything that may be coming up for you because those whispers are there to teach you something. So gather around, it's time for a story. The devil was doing some spring cleaning and he decided to have a yard sale and sell off some of his tools. On tables outside his workshop, he neatly laid out the torch of temptation, the eyeglasses of envy, the jackhammer of jealousy, the hammer of hatred, the scythe of spite, the maul of malice, and even the dagger of deception. Each tool had its own price based on the torture it could inflict upon mortal men. As you might expect, they were all quite ominous, but oddly enough, the highest priced item was set apart on a table by itself. It was an extremely worn and harmless looking wedge. Someone asked the devil what it was and why it was priced so high, and he replied, That is my wedge of doubt, and it is more useful to me than any of the other tools. When my other tools fail me, I know I can always rely upon doubt to break the heart and shatter the will of man. Very few people know that it belongs to me, but with this wedge, I can pry open a person's mind, and once I'm inside their head, I can use them in whatever way suits me best. You can see, the tool is quite worn down because I use it with nearly everyone. The legend says that the devil's price for doubt was so high that it was never sold and that he still owns his most powerful weapon and uses it daily. So what lessons reveal themselves for you in this story? Does it change the way you look at the conversation going on between your ears? For me, the first lesson I take is to not judge my insides against someone else's outsides. In the story, the devil shares that he uses doubt on nearly everyone. Trapped inside our own heads, we are all too familiar with our own thoughts, and we have precise insight into everything that is absurd, that is raw, humiliating, and delicate about ourselves. But when it comes to other people, all we see are their poised avatars. We are so tightly restricted to knowing them from the outside, and we're only left to play with hints and clues into the reality of their existence. Here we are, trying to live our best lives, which are tainted with an undercurrent of doubt about whether we are indeed normal. I find it liberating to know that there's nothing unique about feeling anxious or compulsive or worried or angry in ways that others don't seem to express or understand. Because if everyone feels odd at times, that means feeling odd is completely normal. And this recalls to me one of my favorite poems from Marianne Williamson called Our Greatest Fear. And in it, she says, our greatest fear is not that we are inadequate, but that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light and not our darkness that frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, handsome, talented, and fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You're a child of God and your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We were born to make manifest the glory of God within us. It is not just in some, it is in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we consciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our fear, our presence automatically liberates others. So what areas of your life are you comparing your insides to someone else's outsides? 
maybe feeling doubt and discouragement that you should feel a certain way, should be further than you are, or maybe you should have done something differently. Should is simply a path you could have taken plus shame. So instead of shooting on yourself, what's the best next step forward to take? And that brings me to the second lesson I'm taking from this story, which is that every day we must make the choice between fear or faith. In the story, the devil shares that very few people know that the wedge of doubt belongs to him. When I choose to separate that voice of doubt, that inner critic, if you will, from my perception of myself, I start to realize a few things. Number one, I would never intentionally talk to someone that way. And number two, I would never choose to allow someone to talk to me that way. So clearly this inner critic isn't me. And to catch this dynamic, to catch this voice at play is like to catch a thief that I'm allowing to rob me of my joy and energy. One of my mentors used to share an anonymous quote that said something to the effect of, fear is faith that something is gonna go wrong. By listening to this wedge of doubt, I am choosing fear. When I choose faith in myself and in my mission, the voices of doubt are quieted. Dr. Carl Manager once said, fears are educated into us and can, if we wish, be educated out. Fears are educated into us and can, if we wish, be educated out. I choose to have this story educate fear out of me by revealing that it is my choice to listen to the devil's wedge of doubt or to listen to my higher calling. What voice will you choose to listen to today? And then finally, the third lesson this story reveals for me is the sheer power that doubt has in keeping us from becoming our best. The devil shares that the wedge of doubt is the most powerful tool in his arsenal. When I work with clients, what often becomes clear is that they do not initially recognize that fear or doubt is playing a significant role in their lives. While they can acknowledge what they want, they can't quite justify what is holding them back. And as cliche as it may be, the best rewards are more likely found outside of our comfort zone. Fears and doubts undermine our confidence and our actions, and they ultimately drive a powerful wedge between us and our dreams, if we let them. Tony Robbins has an amazing framework for overcoming this that he discusses in his book, Money, Master the Game, and he calls them the three key decisions. Decision one is what am I going to focus on? And when we focus on the past, we tend to bring up feelings of regret. And when we focus too much on the future, we tend to feel anxious. The only moment we can do anything about is the present. And if we're focused on the things we can't control versus the things we can control, that's also gonna create anxiousness. See, once you decide to focus on something, regardless of whether or not is the right thing, we immediately shift to the next possible decision, which is what does this mean? And as Tony Robbins puts it, your life becomes whatever meaning you give it, right? When someone reacts to us some way, our own perception gives that event meaning. So do you perceive someone as attacking you or perhaps teaching you or maybe loving you? See, we all have our built-in filters for creating meaning from what happens around us. The mission is to make sure the filters are clear and that they are empowering. And then finally, the third decision that Tony Robbins prescribes is, what am I going to do? See, the first decision was about focus and the second was about meaning. With clarity on those two, we are now in the best place energetically to choose a course of action forward.
And I think of these three key decisions as a method for shining light on the dark corners of my mind where the devil is doing his work with the wedge of doubt. Today, we explored an old fable called the devil's best tool, and we used it as a lens for seeing how doubt and discouragement impacts our worlds. In doing so, we arrived at three simple truths. Number one, it is not a fair fight when we compare our insides to someone else's outsides. Number two, every day we must make the choice between fear or faith. And finally, doubt and fear keeps us from becoming the best versions of ourselves. I challenge you to look for the biggest lesson you see in this story and to apply it in your world. As you continue your journey forward, I would love the opportunity to interview for the role of your success coach. Please visit my website, jameswardcoaching.com to schedule a free personal coaching discovery call today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to click subscribe so that new episodes are automatically downloaded to your device. And please also help us reach a larger audience by leaving a rating or a review on your podcast player of choice and also by sharing this episode with anyone you know who may need to hear the message. Thanks again for joining us, and I look forward to talking to you next time on 3 Lesson Tuesday.